For nearly 20 years now, I've done reading baseball commentaries during the Christmas holiday season. Mostly, I've done commentaries on the numerous baseball presents I received from my family, including bottom-to-top clothing from socks, boxer shorts, and sweatpants, to dress shirts, ties, and baseball caps, all, of course, with my hometown Pittsburgh Pirates insignia on them. Thanks to my wife Anita and our kids, I also have a Pirates watch, Pirate figurines and cards, Pirate autographed baseball and bats, a stuffed Pirate parrot, and books about, you guessed it, Pirate history and past Pirate heroes. The one consistent present, and I'll be getting one this Christmas, is a Pirate calendar. Unfortunately, the calendar, because the Pirates have been so awful lately, has turned into a gag gift because, for the past several years, most of the Pirates on the recent calendar played so poorly the previous season that they were no longer with the team. Occasionally, I've offered a Christmas story, including both a cardinal version and a cover version of Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol. I've also spun stories of my childhood Christmases, including the Christmas I received the best present ever, a baseball board game that, to my kids' credit, they found online and gave to me just a Christmas or two ago. I felt like a kid again when I saw that board game under the tree. This holiday season, I'd like to tell you another Christmas story about a moment that would change my life forever, though I didn't know it at the time. Sixty-two years ago, I was a freshman at Edinburgh State College. On a Saturday night, just before the Christmas holiday break, I went to the student union, enjoyed the anxious crowd of males looking across the floor and deciding what anxious female they'd asked to dance. I had gone to Edinburgh to play basketball, but Edinburgh was a small college in northwestern Pennsylvania with little in the way of scholarship money. To help out, the athletic department found campus jobs for us, and that's how I ended up with the most popular job on campus, sorting and delivering the mail. In 1961, Edinburgh had only one dorm for males, and that was where the campus post office was located. Every morning during the week, I helped sort and then deliver the mail to the female dorms on campus. Every time I opened the door, I was greeted by a mob of cheering females, happy to see me, or I should say, happy to see the mail. That Saturday night, I looked across the floor and saw the prettiest girl living in one of the female dorms. Working up my nerve, I walked across the dance floor and delivered the cliché that only someone who delivered the mail at female dorms could get away with. I asked her if I had seen her before. She told me her name was Anita, said she had seen me before because I delivered the mail to her dorm, and told me she had just come back from Saturday Night Mass at Our Lady of the Lake. The twist was popular in those days, so when Chubby Checker's peppermint twist came blaring out of the jukebox, I asked her to dance. She frowned, shook her head, and said, good Catholic girls don't do the twist. I waited until the next song came on the jukebox and hoped it wouldn't be Ray Charles's Hit the Road Jack. Hit the road, Jack. Don't you come back no more, no more, no more, no more. Hit the road, Jack. And don't you come back no more. What you say? Hit the road, Jack. To my good fortune, it turned out to be Moon River, 
So I asked Anita if good Catholic girls slow dance. Moon River, wider than a mile. I'm crossing you in style someday. So I held Anita in my arms, which was much better than doing the twist, and would go home to Pittsburgh with dreams of Anita dancing in my head. It wouldn't be easy convincing Anita to marry me. She actually told me to hit the road when we returned to Edinburgh after that Christmas holiday. But after I pouted and didn't talk to her for two years, we started seeing each other again. We've often danced to Moon River since our first dance together, including at our children's weddings. And occasionally, we've even danced the twist. For Reading Baseball, this is Pete Peterson. And his wife, Anita, wishing you a happy holiday. <laughs>